Hey guys, welcome back to this week's podcast. Today, we're going to be doing a serious deep dive. Uh, not so fast. Today, we're flipping the switch. Yeah, you heard that right. I'm your host, Daniel Bukhash, and I'm joined here with... Your co-host, Mo Mustafa. Welcome back, guys. Hey, Mo. How are you doing? Oh, my God. This is so weird. This is we so switched. exciting. We, we switched. What's this all about? Tell us what's going on today. So, um, me and Mo thought it would be a great idea to switch the roles, you know? Have a little Was it bu- both of us, though, or was it you? <laughs> it was me. I was like, um, I want to host the last episode. I Period. want to be in charge. You know what I mean? She should. Um, yeah, we kind of did a Freaky Friday, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing like a, a, like, you know, Young and Flip Flops. And we love it because, guys, this is our season finale. It is our season finale. I'm so sad. I love doing I these. <laughs> I don't think you guys understand. This has become such like a routine thing for me and Anine for right. like, the last month. We've just been like making Young and Curious mm-hmm. our whole lives from like everything. And so our season finale for season one. But we're so proud of ourselves. We're really relaunching right. this podcast. We came so far from yeah. like using QuickTime to go into freaking no, I know. And like, you know, this has really become like an actual business for us. Like this mm-hmm. has become a job and the Young and Curious Enterprise has grown like more than we ever thought. It's that still it would growing be. too. Right. You know, and it's just starting, you know, We're, we'll be right. back season two. Yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> but yes, Salim, go ahead and tell us about what this week's topic is all about and how are we going to be wrapping up this amazing season? So this week's topic is just going to be kind of us just unwrapping everything throughout the year, talking about Mm-hmm. talking about our mental health talking about how we learn about our mental health how we kind of deal with it you know what i mean right and yeah i'm so excited to like talk about it because that's something i'm very Aww. passionate about <laughs> yeah and- girl listen one thing that anim's gonna tell you is about her trauma or her <laughs> mental health girl. right i will trauma dump on you or I will tell you about how fucked up in the head I am. But like Kareem said, y'all, we're going to be deep diving into so many different topics. Like literally just like a train of random thought, okay? With Raneem being our host, we're flipping the switch. So Raneem, yeah. take it away. What are the questions for today's podcast? What are we getting into? Okay, Mo, I would like to know, when did you first learn or care about your mental health? Ooh, you always be asking the hard questions, girl. That's why you're not that host. I'm going to hit you with the hard one first. <laughs> Okay, I don't think I started to learn about my mental health until middle school, and I didn't start to care until about like a year and a half ago, maybe even mm-hmm. this year. You know, I feel because like, like happened for everyone. Yeah, because I think like when you learn about it, it's like very different. But when you start to mm-hmm. care about it, yeah, that's right. When, that's when you realize that's you're when- you're you're really you're really down bad. <laughs> So when you realize, like, bitch, I might be fucked up. Especially like, in, during COVID, I feel like everyone started to, like, caring about your mental health started to get normalized. And I love that so much because yeah. mental health is, like, so important to me. It's, like, health in general. Like, being healthy and, like, how you feel about yourself is so important. I feel like yeah. like COVID helped so many things get normalized. And I yeah. love that so like, it was much. a really hard time for everyone, but also mm-hmm. it helped so many people. Because, like, it's kind of like the saying, like, what's in the inside matters just as much as what's on the outside. Right. You know, and I think like one thing about Raneem that I've noticed and like while making this podcast, you know, we've gotten super close. Like we've always been closest cousins, mm-hmm. but I just like this podcast like is something that we both care about. And I feel like now we've just like bonded as cousins, as friends, but also as like business partners, as entrepreneurs, as besties. And like right. throughout this 
podcast we've learned how to like read each other so like there'll be mm-hmm. days we have to sit down to record and her name is like bitch i'm going through it who sleep i'm like girl take your time it's uh, okay like, <laughs> like a while ago like a while ago i literally was having the worst fucking day ever and mo calls me he's like hey, we're supposed to film today and i was like holy shit and i was just like i can't do it mo he's like it's okay we'll postpone like don't worry about it. And I was like, yeah. I was like, thank you. I was just like, because like, oh. the, here's the thing about us. When we get behind this mic, it's all truth. We are sitting mm-hmm. here. It's literally like we pour so much time into our scripts and and how we make it. But at the right. end of the day, what we say to you is all from the heart and from the head. Like it's there, really it's no bullshit. No bullshit. No, no bullshit. bullshit. And that's what we. Period. That's what we love about it because really we sit here with guests that we care about. Like how many times? Like we've really only brought two guests that were friends. The rest were family. Like that's why right. we care so much. about about really like curating this podcast for you guys and you know we're new to this we're still figuring it out mm-hmm. but one thing that i've learned about anim is girl when she's got to figure out her mental health she has to like just have her space and really just like recharge and that's something i wish right. i could do because i kind of like just don't know yeah, how to stop. mo pushes himself way too much and he's worked so hard for who he is like his freaking tiktok channel his right. youtube channel he's worked so hard for it and he pushes himself so hard he pushes his mental health to like to uh, like he pushes it past its boundaries help me (laughs) (laughs) yeah sometimes i'll look at him and be like like today he called me and i was like are you okay (laughs) no it wasn't an email calling me (laughs) saying did you just wake up from a nap i said no i just got off work like i didn't like that's how rough i'm looking i was like um do you want to like wait a minute do you need like an hour like i'm like (laughs) no 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 because like to be honest like these podcast episodes have kind of become therapy for me because like Mm -hmm. Can we ever Aww. think about a moment? I know, like, can we ever think about a moment in our childhood where, like, we talked this much about the way we felt? No. Like, our family's very tough love. Very right. tough love. Very. And just very, shake it off. Like, what? <laughs> why are you crying for? Like, get up. Like, move on. We're immigrants. Like, it's tough and rough. Like, the world right. is not fair. Like, that's a lot of, like, what we learned as kids because we did come from a very hard beginning. Like, it wasn't yeah. easy. Yeah. It, like, was, it, was, it, was, it was very, it was, it was rough. It was a little... <laughs> I'm like sometimes I'll be like, damn, that's probably why that's probably why we're fucked up in the head. But also like oh, yeah. it also like helped us in a way because yeah. because it kind of taught me like kind of taught me more about life. It kind of taught me like oh humbled yeah. us a little bit, you know. Yeah, it did very much humble us, and I love that. That also brings me off to my next question. Ooh, look at her, y'all! Brittany- look at her, so proud of her. Look at her; she's a host. Uh so did your parents care about your mental health? Like, have they ever cared about your mental health? Oh, I think me and Anima are about to answer this question the same way. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, I don't think no. they had the time to. And I don't want to like sit here and make excuses. Like parents should always care about their kids' mental health. But my parents had seven kids. My dad was right. like juggling jobs. My mom was just trying to keep us alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> trying to keep, I mean, <laughs> trying to keep everyone I know. from fucking stabbing each other. I know. Oh my god, there was this one time. I don't know why this randomly popped in my head, but it's like kind of off course about my parents having seven kids and not having time to think about our mental health. Well, girl, we were bad kids. Like I remember this one time, I literally like ran away from my mom while she was feeding me and peed in a trash can. <laughs> I peed in the trash I'm can. There was so no bag. Fucking... No bag. No, just the just the can. Just the can, and then and then our grandma came, oh, Sithy. Me... Sithy came, and she saw me as I'm peeing, and I was like <laughs> six at this point. Yeah, she did. <laughs> oh no, I but just, no, I have to ask you. What What about you? Like, do you think your parents care? When it comes to my mental health, I'm very like keep to myself. 
I don't really like mm-hmm. to show it because that's just like how yeah, I Yeah, and born. I know that because you joke about it. You joke about <laughs> it. You never talk about it seriously. I'm being oh, serious. My. Like, Lima like, I'm like so depressed. Like, I need help. <laughs> Girl, no, you need help. You're depressed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's also like, it's like from like growing up as a kid, like, to- you're told not to be sensitive. You're told not to show emotion. So to always keep yeah. keep your back towards the wall. Basically. Yeah, wow. Period. That was good. Ooh, that was good, host. That was ah, good. Period. <laughs> but no. Yeah, I don't like to show it, so it's very. My parents really don't know that I deal with it, right? And I and I like that. I like that, low key. You like, do. I don't like, yeah, I don't really like my parents knowing like that I'm in my fucking room at three a.m. crying. Like, I'd rather not. <laughs> Why not? It's it's just like, I don't know. It's just I feel more comfortable. You don't knowing think they can handle it? Yeah. I feel like I feel like if I tell them the root of my trauma and the root of like why I'm depressed, they'll be like, oh, like they'll feel the guilt and they'll feel you like know what? I, I feel did like something wrong. Back, I feel like this goes back to our parenting and culture episode. Um, mm-hmm, where does. and if you haven't listened to that one, go listen to parenting and culture on Please? young young yes, and so parenting. And we talked about um, how we don't want to burden our parents when we talk mm-hmm. to them because you know they're immigrants, they're juggling stuff, and we're sitting here like right. I'm sad, but in all reality, <laughs> we're dealing with serious mental illnesses. <laughs> yeah right like shit it'd be like it'd be, it'd be bad sometimes like i'm gonna yeah no it's yeah like therapy, but yeah oh my god has anyone in our family ever been to therapy like actual therapy do you think i think i i know i know of one but oh yeah i think that's the but, only one but i think but she's also told me to go to therapy but <laughs> i think we're too broke for therapy and too <laughs> not socially progressive enough for therapy yet it's it's like i've heard therapy it takes so much time like especially to find oh, the right yeah. therapist and I'm just like I'm. I'd rather just like rant to my fucking TikTok drafts. Like, yeah, what is that about finding the right therapist? Like, don't like that's what I don't understand. Like, what is that? Like, oh. don't they all do like the same thing? Right? No, like, I don't no. Know. Okay, so you know like how we talk to each other? Right. It's perfect. It's like it's very like comfortable. Like, some, right. have you ever talked to someone and you just feel so uncomfortable? Like, you don't want to yeah. open up. That's yeah. how it is. You have to find that perfect match for you. Someone who understands when you joke about your mental health and someone who understands like when you need to be serious mm, oh my you have god to find, you have to find that perfect balance now like that i'm thinking about it i feel like if i was to like i think also like gender can play a role in it like maybe some girls just right. want to be comfortable talking to like a guy about like how the way they feel yeah. you know yeah i feel like I, now i can see you know what i mean or vice versa like there might be some guys who aren't comfortable talking to like talking other guys girl, or yeah. girls yeah. yeah so i don't know i mean i think that can also play a role in it or also maybe just like age if you have like a super like old therapist and maybe they don't mm-hmm. understand some like the troubles like oh i'm being cyber bullied or something like that they may not understand like some of the struggles right. you're going through i feel like that and a lot of things to play into it yeah i feel like there's gonna be such good freaking therapists from our generation <laughs> we're about to be good how- therapists we're about to be good ass therapists because you know damn well that we're about to be like oh bitch you're depressed like shit oh, I'm depression so amazing to see how much we understand each other and how much how good our generation is gonna be at their jobs like i don't give a fuck i know some these, you have these, faith in Gen Z? I have so much faith in Gen Z because we are so understanding. Like, I don't yeah. know. We are so understanding. So, like, you know how, like, millennials always talk about Gen Z as being, like, the worst. We're dying. The, yeah. We're always on else. our phones. By millennials, like, millennials, I can't even say their fucking name. I know, right? Irrelevant. That's what they're called. <laughs> right. They be laughing at the dumbest shit. Like, have you seen, like, the millennial? T- <laughs> I can't fucking say it. See? Millennials. 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 But did you see their TikToks? They're so unfunny. They're so boring. It was this one TikTok, like, millennial TikTok that my sister-in-law showed me. It was literally, like, if you're so tired, you should talk to your doctor about take a fucking break. 
take a fucking break is a prescribed medication <laughs> i said girl what is this i said not take a fucking break i'm sorry and it she was like... on the floor crying like i was like yeah it's kind of funny but she was on the floor crying she sent it to everybody in the group chat i said girl you sent this to me three times that's already like, let it go that's like <laughs> seeing it while i'm in bed and like be, like giggling and then like yeah going, and scrolling going and then for them like... it's like the funniest thing they've ever seen like oh my god do you see this tiktok take a fucking break right, i'm like girl, right. you need to take a fucking break okay <laughs> <laughs> no i'd be laughing at like babies fucking falling and shit like it's, oh my god it was that baby do you see that video of the baby trying pizza for the first time yes that's and his so... eyes rolled back and, and, it, was, and, it, and it did the no. hand and it went mm. <laughs> also oh my god I, that kind of reminds me of something because i was watching that video of the baby and somebody in the comments was like this is giving me baby fever is baby fever a real thing where people crave yeah. having what is about what is that your, about? your brother-in-law has baby fever. oh yeah i know right oh my god are my brother-in-law like my sister's husband he literally will text us at like 3 a.m or send us voice messages and be like you guys get those texts yeah, and he'll be like, oh, by the way, I just want to let you guys know that your you guys are going to be an pregnant. uncle soon. Your sister's pregnant. I'm like, what? And I'll text my sister, and she's like, He's, he just stole my phone. He's lying. I'm like, wow. Baby <laughs> is 100% a thing. It's is it like a biological me. thing? Like, where girls are just like, the clock's ticking. It's time to get to work. <laughs> no. Actually, guys can have baby fever. It's, oh, like, yeah, it's right. more of a... It's more of just like you want a baby, but like oh, yeah. you just want it for the cuteness. You don't want it for like. I think I'm just like I, I just want to take a baby and just squeeze their fat chicken legs. I want to see your fucking nephew. Piss me off. No, I don't. You can <laughs> have him. I love that kid. But no, I want to know how do you cope with your mental health? Thank you for asking me that. <laughs> no one's ever <laughs> asked me that before. We're crying. asking all the unasked questions. <laughs> um, I think for me, it's really hard because like I have a job that pushes me twenty four seven, and I can't ever right. stop. I do feel drained. I'm still learning. I'm always on the go, girl, because I have to be. I really don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to constantly prove myself. For me, it's um, it's like. I'm still learning how to cope and it's really hard because there's times where I literally do not have the energy to get up and film. Like today I had a a YouTube video going up. I didn't have the energy to get up and film like this promo for it or whatever. And I had no choice. Mm -hmm. I had to get up the things needed to get done. It's kind of like sad to like see what my passion for like film and social media has become. Like I was so passionate about it. Something I seriously love. Like I would literally be like, oh my God, I love videos. And then I would have to... Right. When it like when I have to do it, like forced to do it, it literally like tears apart at the passion. I feel like um like part of the industry, like the part where you like are doing promos, that's when it just like Yeah, it, the brand it deal. becomes well, I mean like I did a brand deal with Curology, which was so much fun and they were super nice about it and it was like yeah. it feel like work. But it's like I can't really explain it. I feel like it's just when everything kind of comes together and plays like the comments and like mm-hmm. the lack of like sometimes like you go through these like periods of time where your videos just aren't performing well. And like it's just like things like that that all play together yeah. and it's just so drained. You're constantly drained. And then you just get random boosts of serotonin. And you're ready to film again. <laughs> so I think with me for coping, I would just say I just do what I love. You know, I, I I'd like to um you know, journal a lot. I like to go on walks, bitch. I don't know what's what's up with me and going on walks to the grocery store. Not the healthy coping bitch. mechanisms. I'm Girl, tired. I love to literally just go to the grocery store and just shop grocery shop. I love grocery shopping. I don't know what it is, bestie. I need my tote bag. I'll get it's some always, bread. It's always it's always the Ooh. um what's it called? Don't see the that name of the store because I got fired from there. I got fired from there. Don't say <laughs> <laughs> they fired no, me from always the that one store. No, because I was talking about this with our cousin. I was like I was like, because I was talking about how, like, I barely, like, talk to you guys anymore because, like, I've been so busy with life. And I was like, literally, our conversations have consisted of either my depression or Hamish at that one store. That's, right, right. That's what, uh, our, that's what our conversations have consisted of lately because 
was yeah. Like, and I was just but like, that is my know. coping mechanism. And also, I feel like and another coping so mechanism it's has so been talking. Healthy. Yeah, I feel like it, this is also like a coping mechanism for me. Like, or yeah, like, you know. Why are your coping mechanisms so healthy? They're so I know. healthy. It's I so know. good. But like, yeah. it's like, I was like, oh, like um, thinking like, okay, like he's going to be like, oh, sleeping. But like, no, like your coping mechanisms are healthy, which is so good. It's yeah. like having the mindset of, oh, okay, I'm not feeling good. Like I'm feeling so drained. I'm going to go on a walk. That is such a good mindset. Like, what about you? I'm curious. Ma- no. <laughs> Bitch, I missed two days of school because I was depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing. Stop. I'm sorry, but um, it was like, I was so, okay. I've only been in school for like four days. It was a four day week. Cause like we had winter break before yeah, that. Yeah. And it was like the last two days. I was like, I can't fucking do this shit. <laughs> I was like, I cannot go. I'm Didn't you miss done. this Friday too? Yeah. Those were the two days. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say. That was the day I t- called you and I was like, do you want to film? And you were like, bitch, bitch. no. <laughs> if sometimes I like, I am really bad at pushing it down until like one day I'm just like fucking like off the rails. Like I'm mad at everything. A little thing can set me off and I cope with it by sleeping. Or, like, do you think staying- that's your problem though? Is like that you keep making yeah. it build up and you don't let, you don't release it when it's there. Because like, I feel like that's like what my sister does. Like she'll just take it and take it and take it and take it and she'll pop like crazy mm-hmm. so i feel like with people like that the best thing to do is like when you are hurt or when something bothers you you either speak to the person who bothered you or you write down or you write about it or you yeah. like tweet about it some person even said like there was a psychologist on tiktok and she was talking about stuff like that and she was like well if you're ever feeling away just take out your phone and make a video about how you're feeling on your camera roll and then you can go back and watch it yeah that's why i have like a thousand tiktok drops guys oh <laughs> <laughs> it's all post like them. It's, post them. it's all me taking it's all me talking shit like, oh God, if I'm pissed, I'm so like, healthy though. That's so healthy. I know, though. but it's like, it's like sometimes, like I just, I can't. And I'm just like, like I'm, I get, it's like the littlest, like literally. Now I you can... understand why I love ranting on TikTok, right? It's yeah, so and now I get it. Like the amount of clout I would get if I were to post all my TikTok, yes. people would be like, bitch. Yes, you should do key. it. I'm so here for it. The name's nah, TikTok nah. era. I'm so Bye. here for it. Bye, guys. Absolutely not. We need more people like you on TikTok. I'm being serious because, like, I, people don't understand that I will just take out my phone and just rant. Like, when I put my phone up in my car, fuck, school. That's just so good. <laughs> it's always about school. It's, oh, school is so draining. People are like, oh, my God, it's school. Like, you're supposed to go there to learn. It's supposed to, it's supposed to help you. No, school no. should not be so fucking draining. Like, it's, like, designed the, to drain us at this point. Literally. Right. Literally. No, because my school, personally... I feel like they care so much about the money than the like the actual students' health. Yeah, and I it's, agree. It's it like the more I'm like going to school and the more I'm learning, I'm like, what what's going on? Like this isn't yeah. like this isn't a safe environment. This isn't a place where I can feel comfortable. I'm like tired twenty four seven. I'm staying up until two AM doing homework because I have extracurriculars. I'm like trying to get my life together. Yeah. And I'm like drained. I'm drained. That's how I. That's literally how I felt at that same school. I was in the same position as you. Sophomore year, I was taking all these hard classes. I was doing track, and I was trying to juggle like starting social media, and it was like all those things. And then the same thing with junior year, except we went virtual, and it was like even worse because like I was literally home all the time. Right. Everyone's like, I want to go back to virtual. Everyone's like, I want to go back. I'm like, bitch, no, no, girl, virtual. That, no, 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 no. I've seen myself at dark times. I have never seen me when we were at home that long. 
No. Moment of silence. I, Moment of silence. <laughs> I never went to school. I never went to a single fucking class. I missed no, the whole neither. entire last month. Me neither. Missed it all. Did not go. Oh, well, there was, there was a little bit of backstory to this. But basically, there was this time where me and this French teacher, we were ha- having turmoil. First of all, she got mad at me I for doing a presentation. This. Yeah, she got mad at me for doing a presentation. Because she said, make a presentation with three interesting facts about you. And I said, I'm Palestinian. And I put, like, the Palestinian flag. And in the Palestinian flag, it had um, Zionism as terrorism. And she got what mad at me for putting that in my presentation or whatever. Whatever. I was like, okay. And then... The, the like next month or whatever we were doing this reading thing and we were doing it on zoom and she's like mo is your time to read and as she said that mind you at this time i didn't have my own laptop this is before i started social media mm-hmm. my computer uh, my sister i was using my sister's computer and her computer died and she literally walks in my room she's like i have to go to university and my laptop i said shit i'm just in class your computer just died so she takes her laptop i literally had to join from my phone so i take out my phone right. i'm trying to join i wasn't logged into the account i had to log- do the whole thing get into it Joined five minutes later. I'm like, um, hello, I'm so sorry. I, I, my thing died. She was like, oh, how convenient for your um, laptop to die as I called on you to read. That bitch. So I said, listen here, shorty. First of all, you look like a fucking ostrich. Okay, with that haircut. Miss Bob, but it's giving B.O.B. How? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so first of all, I said, if I would have left, why would I join back? If I really wanted to leave, why would I join back? Right, you right. You on my phone. So anyways, I said, right. And I said, so do you want me to read or do you want me to leave? And she said, I don't know. What do you want to do? I said, okay, you can have a good rest of the year because I won't be joining. And left to the call. She Period. emailed me multiple times. She's called my parents. She called the school, everything. Even principal even called me about it. I left the never joined from that day to the rest of the semester and the other semester and the mm-hmm. rest of the year. Did not join a single French class. Still ended up with the A+. Plus. So what's really Period. motherfucking good? Yeah. Period. I'm France-phobic. Bitch makes me want to fucking punch her. I know, like that just shouldn't be teachers. So, Mo, please tell me, what's your advice you have for our, for our listeners right now? Please, please do not invalidate your own mental health. Everyone oh God, yes. goes through their own phase of mental health. Mm-hmm. Like, you feeling sad because you can't accomplish anything, and then you having a friend who's sad because their parents just passed away. Like, right. yes, you're both going through something. They might be going through something a little bit more. Does not mean that what you do or what you're going through is not valid. Like, you're still Period. valid in your mental health. That's Don't invalidate your feelings just because what someone else is going through, it Please. might be might be more, might be more, what's the Serious, word? Like, I guess. No, not serious. Uh, like, maybe more, sis- like, It's deemed serious. more, yeah, in society, it's it, deemed more like, oh shit that's really bad like oh yeah. wow her parents died and you're crying because you're exhausted from school mm-hmm. right like, it's like the whole thing i'm so sorry it's like that whole analogy when like you're eating something and you're like yo this doesn't taste good and someone's like well there's kids who are starving uh, it's like my trauma could be just another wednesday for you yes oh i love and this i, I love con- it i love this quote i will so continue much. saying that fucking quote until we need a sweatshirt right that needs to be on a sweatshirt a phone right. case a phone, a phone case, case. No, because let me tell you, because I'm so mad about this. I just got a new phone, right? And I cannot yeah. find a fucking phone case that actually looks semi, like, semi-good in my, like, I can't find one. It, I've looked I know, and all the ones that, like, are cute designs are so bulky and, like, uh Disgusting. expensive. Okay. Okay, something, there's something wrong with it. It's, like, it's yeah. not protective enough, and just, I'm so mad. And so this anyone... podcast is brought to you by Case that No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so my advice to you guys is please, please, please. Don't push your feelings down. Don't push Ooh, yeah. your your whatever you're going through. Don't push it down because from firsthand experience, 
it's the worst thing ever. And sometimes you might reach like this phase in, or this like you might go into this mindset where you literally can feel nothing. And it's the worst. It's literally the worst like mental state yeah. to be in because like you genuinely don't give a crap about anything or anyone. You're always angry. And you're always you just like you're numb. genuinely numb to feeling and it's disgusting. And like I hate being in it. But you just sometimes you just let go. Literally, whatever you can do, whether it's punching your pillow, throwing <laughs> something on the ground, like yeah. literally get you, get it all out. It was Adele saying, "Sometimes loneliness is the only rest we get. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the emptiness actually helps us forget." Right. She's saying loneliness is the only rest we get sometimes, and it's- emptiness is the only thing that actually lets mm-hmm. us forget. I think we've both we've both been in like the situation these past 3 years where we've been alone. Where yeah. We've genuinely been alone and I feel like being alone And don't be mistaken. Don't be mistaken. You could be surrounded with a group of a crowded room mm-hmm. and still feel like the only person standing there. Right. Right. Like learning how to how to be alone, most important lesson in the whole entire most yeah, yeah. important lesson. Why do people not take trips by themselves? Like, take a trip by yourself. Right, right. It's okay. Why do people not take trips? Like, my aunt, she took a trip to Iceland, and she went to Sweden by herself, completely by herself, and she stayed there for two weeks. She said that was the best thing she ever did. She said there was times where she was bored, but she said boredom is good. She said boredom is good. It's okay to be bored sometimes. You don't need to be distracted. Sometimes let your brain... It's okay to be alone. Yes, sometimes it's okay for your brain to be bored so it can fucking organize what's going on. It doesn't need to right. be fun. Okay, and and you know what? Listen, you might sit here and need the constant desire to be around people and be accepted mm-hmm. and be validated, but you will never, ever feel truly yourself until you learn to love yourself, to be confident in your own skin, and realize you're the only person at the end of the day, the only person who's going to be there for yourself. Yes, you have parents, yes, you have right. family, and of course you're always there for them, but at the end of the day, for yourself, you only really know what you are going through. You, no one ever, no one knows you better than you know yourself. Because yes. I hate when a bitch, I hate when a bitch want to come <laughs> to me and be like, I know you better than you know yourself. She's no, clenching you, a fist. She's clenching a fist. No, you fucking do not. Like, I hate when a bitch wants to wants to say that i hate it so much because i'm like shut up it invalidates you is it not a, a form right. of validation like you like, oh i know you better than you know you uh no you okay. don't babe oh, okay and also no. let's get rid were of that gingivitis because it stinks were you there at 3 a.m when Ooh. i was bawling my eyes out she like, was the no, pillow we're not <laughs> right <laughs> girl she was she was the gin in the corner <gasps> bye good night <laughs> that episode's over all right guys we're gonna be doing some juicy story times but first let's take a short break guys we're back and Moses is telling us about what the fuck happened in eighth grade <laughs> i i don't even know if i've ever told anybody this but like firsthand i know right Ex- young and carrie's exclusive hello <laughs> <laughs> but Bye. eighth grade wow i mean just thinking about it brings me back but like that was the worst guys this sounds like a lot of life. trauma <laughs> yeah you you see me slowing down t- you know you know mo right. needs some time when he's slowing down and talking okay because i'm right. a fast talker 
when I slow down, you know that I'm about to spill some tea. You know it's good. <laughs> but yes, guys, eighth grade was probably the worst year of my life. I mean, wow. Just like, it was really, really hard time for me. Like, I just don't even know where my head was. I was just struggling from both aisles. Like, it was just a lot. Like, I was just coming into who I was. Like, I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, like, especially being an immigrant, like, you're going to school, everyone's speaking English. They're all American Christians. You go right. home, everyone's speaking Arabic. They're most like, it was just stuck t- between these two massive worlds. And there's a lot that goes into it that just, like, really changed the game like with friends and drama and all these different things but Mm -hmm. like that year was dark you know why it was dark because if you check my spotify playlist from eighth grade it was sam smith and adele (laughs) on repeat yeah you were going through it yeah bestie was bad um but yeah like it for me eighth grade was so bad to the point where i literally was so annoyed with social media and having friends that i took my iphone 4 and flushed it down the toilet you're kidding no you're kidding Nope, and I poured bleach on the toilet and I flushed it on the toilet. <gasps> and it still Wait, worked. That brick of a fucking phone. <laughs> that shit, no, because those should be indestructible. I don't care. The that was a good case. Always... That was a good phone case. I need to find that phone case for you. <laughs> right. Send me that website. iPhone4.com. No, um, no, but seriously, I flushed my phone on the toilet because I was so done. I was so tired of it. It was really bad. I was so done. Like, no, because like, actually, crying. like, <laughs> true <laughs> therapy session. Young and tearing up. Okay. <laughs> Um, we renamed yeah, the whole entire freaking episode. Eighth grade was just like my phase of bad luck. I just had like the worst experiences with best friends and like people betrayed me. It was just like someone tried spreading a rumor that I was a coke addict, <laughs> and the and the counselor believed it. <laughs> you know that white guy that used to be a counselor at our old middle school? Yeah, he was he like blonde. Yeah, he, he had that weird coke ass addict. name. Yes, yes. He sounded like he sounded like he was belonged in Monsters Inc. I'm so fucking weak. He thought no, I was a coke was... addict, and then I ran into him like two years later after I started social media at like oh my god, I don't even know where was I. <gasps> oh my god, it was at my old job. It was at Panera. I ran into him <gasps> before I got fired. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, and then I just I didn't say hi. He said hi, Mo. Oh my god, you look so different. Walked right past him. Mm-mm, not today, Mr. Monsters Inc. Period. He thought no, I was a I'm drug so addict. Oh. Bitch, I'm Muslim. Bitch, bitch I'm, I can't even do drugs. I don't even know what coke no. is. Joke's on you. Okay, but do you think that you're still trying to cope with eighth grade? Oh my god, there's so many things from eighth grade I still am not over. Like, I would like to think I'm over eighth grade because I'm, I'm about to be a grown man. <laughs> but, like, right. that time of my life lasted until, like, last year. Like, I don't think people realize. Like, before I started social media, I was such a different person. I was really, really, like, different. I was just unhappy, mm-hmm. like, with the way I looked, with the way I felt. Like, it was bad. Social was, media was your escape. It was very much your escape. It was what I loved to do. And, like, I said this in the Mm -hmm. last podcast I did with Tyler, but passion will change you. And when I found my passion and I like found what I love to do, it was like a really, really like it changed me because I realized this is my opportunity. If I lose it, that's it. There's no going back. So I had to change in order to adapt to what was going on and let the depression that I was in for like four years just go. And I'm not going to joke. That's how I know that depression is real, bitch, because I was in that shit for four years. Mm hmm. And right. wow, does that shit suck? That shit and, fucks no, you up. Yeah, and people like to think that depression's like, oh, you're always sad. No, 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 babe. I wasn't. Oh, I, I was always sad. But when I went to school, it was smile. It was fake smile. It was giving. Yeah, hey, dude. Oh God, when he was around us, hey. Mo, Mo was always the person in the room to make you laugh. Right. And yeah. now that I'm hearing this, I'm like, I'm like, wow. I never even noticed that you were going through that. And now right. I feel like now I'm like, oh you never God. know what's behind someone's smile. That's why you always you have never to be nice. know. And I'm just like. I was like, now I like want to go back and like give you a damn hug, Aww. like damn, bestie. Well, like, 
the thing for me is also like you said i was the one that always had to make people laugh and i felt like that in every aspect of my life like i was a person like when people thought of me they were like oh mo's like the always light-hearted always joking right. person like i can't ever be serious and that's a part of you the reason so why we started doing it yeah and so like i felt like people always looked at me the person who jokes and can never be taken seriously and i the like i hated that so much and that's kind of the reason i stepped into activism was because i wanted to be mm-hmm. taken seriously and the only place i could be taken seriously was right. when i was fighting for something i really care about so um i feel like now people can take me seriously when i'm being serious but there was a really big point in my life where i was always goofing around and like yeah i was always trying to make people laugh but it came at the expense of people looking at me and being like oh whatever he's just always joking like he's just a comedian but it's like bitch no i'm, I'm being serious mm-hmm. your breath stinks so i was not joking with that one <laughs> like you know what i mean though like i just i just yeah, want to be taken serious yeah got me bestie right. anyways what about you i want to know what, what what's your traumatic story bestie she's like I which one also- <laughs> she's like chapter one four seven nine thirty i don't know a traumatic story in my life i feel like it has to be okay it was it wasn't it's not really like a story it's more like of a time mm-hmm like it's more of like middle school and middle school i was oh, always i was always so sorry I was middle school was just the fucking fucking worst worst like oh, oh continue so but no you know when you're when you're like this immigrant auto girl you're i was very i was always bigger and i was always darker than mm-hmm. the white girls on my school and i was always yeah. friends with those white girls and it was always i always felt out of place you know what i mean yeah yeah and i very much felt like I just was did not belong, so I tried so hard to try to fit in with these little skinny white girls. So it was very yeah. much like I was like very I was very unhealthy, and it very like brought me into a depression where I was like very critic I was very like criticizing my body, criticizing my brain, criticizing the way I am, criticizing the way I think, and it just like it brought me into this big ass depression where I was like I was I literally could not stand myself. Like I genuinely yeah. hated like every word that came out of myself. It, it came out of my mouth i was like what the fuck are you doing like why the fuck are you talking like don't talk yeah. like you're annoying wow. and that also stemmed from being called annoying and like from like <gasps> sibling oh heavy on that heavy on right. that it, it, People, it's oh, like i hated that right yeah and it, 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 it no it's like it's like oh siblings call each other annoying like yeah now i'm like i call my siblings annoying we call each other like now it doesn't affect me as much because like Back then, I was, like, very insecure, obviously, because I was yeah. a fucking middle school girl. Like, obviously, I'm yeah, insecure, right. you know? Like, <laughs> but Insecure no, girl. Uh, <laughs> insecure. Hearing that, and not only hearing it from my family, but hearing it from people outside my family, like, like friends, like, people who weren't even related to me, that shit, like, it, it. Yeah. yeah, and it just, like, like, I had a moment where I was like, am I actually annoying? Like, what the yeah, fuck? Oh my and god, like, me too. I love you. Yeah, like, and going into high school, going into high school and hearing it from people that you thought you could trust and, like, people you cared yeah. about. And, like, yeah, yeah. hearing Close it and friends, people being right. like, oh, you're so annoying. And hearing it that they said it behind your back. Yeah. Like, call, like <gasps> someone called me a fucking headache. And I found <sighs> out from another person. I was like, holy fucking shit. Like, I literally like, went, to a, I went through a whole depression about that. I was like, like, damn. Like, I, like, started doubting myself. And when you doubt yourself, that's when shit gets fucked up that's yeah. when that's when you start just you don't recognize yourself you look in the mirror and like who the fuck is this person like why yeah. are they in the mirror like why am i looking at them why is that my reflection? girl i have never related to a single thing more in my life i i'm like everything from what you said in the beginning i used to get called annoying so much and it was like i didn't care at first when it was my family but then like when people at school started doing it i was like 
wow like i it really hit and so like i would get so irritated when people call me that to the point where i would go to school and just not say anything for the rest of the day right like, i would not speak and then like if, if i told a joke and like no one laughed i'm like what the fuck why would i say a joke like that like that wasn't funny like i derived yeah, it's like validation from people around me and like it's, like wanting that validation it it literally drains a person yeah yeah, yeah. it's and so you come home and you no, you're totally fine. Like, literally, you're so drained. And, like, you're constantly seeking the validation of these white people who don't understand your experience. Oh it was this time that this white girl came out to me. And I, I posted about Palestine. This is like, literally when I first came to me. I was, like, seventh grade. And I posted about Palestine <laughs> on my Instagram. I posted up, like, a picture. And, like, she literally, like, came up to me when we were in the cafeteria. And we got into an argument. She was like, anyways, no one cares. And you always post about your dumb religion on your Instagram. And nobody fucking cares. <gasps> you're always talking about it, Muhammad. Fucking like, bitch. And I was like, first of all, Palestine is not a religion. It's actually a country. And those two things are very different. In fact, um, I never spoke about my religion. And like, you're so stupid. And it was just things like that. And it's just like, you're so fucking annoying. And it was like things like that. Or people just not finding me funny. Or like, oh my God, I, I hate telling this. So I've never told the story ever. But this is so embarrassing. So there was like this group of friends that I had, right? In middle school. Mm-hmm. Yo, I'm getting cooties. Anyways, <laughs> I can't believe I did this. I regret this. And, I, and don't worry, there's a, there's a comeback at the end. So there was this period of time where I had gotten into like this, not me personally, but like these group of friends were being very, mm-hmm. very mean to me on a daily basis. Like I would like say a joke and they would all just be like, that wasn't funny. I'd be like, oh. And then one oh day I God. came to lunch. Y'all, this is literally giving mean girls. I came to lunch. Why do they, why do they move tables? <laughs> why do they move to the other table? I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but. <laughs> what? Why did they move to the other table? I went to go sit next to them. I said, oh, are we moving to, so, to next to the window for the better lighting? And they all ignored me. I said, do y'all have your headphones in? Ooh. Girl, no, they can hear you loud and clear. So I went ahead and tried sitting down. They said, oh, we don't have enough room for you. I said, there, there's a whole other table right next to you. <laughs> so I got the hint very quickly. So Aww, I was like, so okay, bad. So, yeah, right. And so I was like, oh my god, I did something so wrong. Mind you, I did nothing wrong. These white people are just hate people of color. Right. Anyway, so I came back the next day. I went to my dad's dollar store and I bought everyone candy. I was like, I'm gonna get them candy. I'm gonna make them. What's I'm gonna make candy? up for it. So I got a bunch of candy. I put it in goodie bags. I went to school and I was like, here, guys. I'm so sorry. And they're like, oh my god, no, this is so cute. Oh my god, thank you so much. And like we were friends Friday. And the next day they they got they did the same thing again. And I'm so tired. I was like, okay. So I went and told my French teacher, my bestie. I'm gonna say her name. Okay, Madame. Period. That's my bitch right there. I love her. And she was like, what? They did what? You better go take that candy back. I said, you know what? You're right. So I went to them. I was like, I want my candy back. And they were like, what? We already ate it. I said, okay, well, I want a dollar back because I gave you that candy. And I'm not, I'm not joking. <laughs> and then I came the next day with like this huge bag of um, Arabic candy, like Seuss. And I got that big Ziploc bag. Oh, my God. And I got that big Ziploc bag and I came to school and they were all sitting on the table. Remember, they had moved from me. But one of mm-hmm. my like friends who I was still friends with was sitting there. So I went up to her. I was like, hey, do you want candy? I got a bunch of candy. And she's like, oh my God, yeah, sure. Thanks, Mo. And they were like, oh my God, can we get some? I said, oh, I'm sorry. Did you guys wash your hands before you ate? Uh, what can I say? Oh, shit. I did. I very much said I'm not joking. I remember this happening Period. too. I said, what can I say? And my, my, what's it called? My French teacher, she was like my rock during all of this. She was like, yeah, you better say that. Say that, say that. Yeah, yeah, punch her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so she was like my rock. But it was like giving mean girls. The things these people her. did. Right. Yeah, it was her. Fucking bitches. But guess what? Guess Please what it says now? Guess what it says now? It says right. follow back. Oh, and that one oh. girl that did that to me. Why is she in my DMs asking me to promote her brother's Bitcoin business? <gasps> oh, I have the DM. These blonde, white, Bitches. Blonde white 
bitches. And the things they said to me that were so racist. No, we're not even, even talking about. We don't even, even have the time to get into it. But the the time that they would come up to me and and say shit like, "Oh my god, it's nine eleven, Mo. Yes, happy birthday. Uh, like, oh my god, Mo. Like your side profile, like your nose literally looks like the Twin Towers. Like I'm just gonna like bump into that shit. Like yes, shit like that. I said, oh my nose is big. <laughs> see <laughs> i need help no because they both built like fucking boxes i they shouldn't even be yeah, shit. Who's the, who would be the most mediocre girls in the school that everyone will find so attractive i said they right. look literally like the most mediocre white girls i'm sorry i don't like to right. come for people's looks but when you come for mine no it's, yeah it's, they're so basic like what was that one girl she wore those white. damn she wore the same pants every day i, w- I remember when i went through my cardigan phase oh yeah i remember that shit Oh my god, that was so embarrassing. Please, I, I don't even know if I want to talk about this. I went through a cardigan phase. It was bad, y'all. It was really bad. Guys, but it was, it was the, it wasn't even cardigan. It was fucking like sweater stop, vest. Stop! I hate you because why were we taking pictures one day? It was picture day, and we're taking club pictures. And I was wearing a sweater vest and a cardigan on top of it, and the photographer goes, "Hey, sweater vest, sit at the top." I said, uh, <gasps> "He said, Come no, over here. you're kidding." No, and he goes, "You're shorter than the rest, so please stand in the front." I said, "Oh," he said. He said, you're too big. He said, you're too big to be in the second row. I said, I'm going to go home and take the sweater vest off. And that was the end of my sweater vest era. He said, you're too big. Your bitch, big bitch ass should not be in the second row. I said, oh. Oh, oh, oh sorry. And they kept, they called me sweater vest for the rest of the week. You kidding? <laughs> no, I'm not joking. But um, I don't know. I just find it very funny. But there was like a period of time where everyone in my school was like obsessed with popularity. And like, it's just very oh. funny. Like. Everyone was obsessed it's with popularity. It's still a thing. I hope you know. I hope you know. It's still a thing. Ew. Like, Anyways, how, the amount of times I've heard, "Oh my god, popular, popular," this like past like three weeks, I'm like, wait, that's still a fucking thing. Twenty like, like we're ew, still there, actually we're now still that you doing that. Actually, now that you mentioned it, there's this girl in my class, and we were like, um, I'm in like a production class where like we produce like videos and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah. oh my god, I she, see you every day, like yeah. in the morning. They but um, uh, what's it called? They um. Basically, we were coming up with, like, who do we want to interview? And I was like, we should do kids that we haven't done before. Like, I really want to give, like, the kids that are very shy, very quiet, like, a chance to be on screen. Because, right. like, you know, you, maybe they'll discover a passion that I never know. And they were like, yeah, but, like, we need, like, to bring in the popular kids so that we can, like, you know, get attention on the TV. So, like, we already brought this person in, but they're not as relevant as they used to be. Okay, this person's really popular right now. Oh, she, I said, what? Like, that's still fucking, like, I when said, you hear about notice it, like- how Notice how all these popular kids you're mentioning are all white. Right. White rich kids. White fucking rich kids. They mentioned one Indian girl. I said, is that all you got? I said, you mentioned 50 people and one Indian girl. What is this? A fucking college campus? It, but you also got to understand, like, our school is dominated by rich white people. It's dominated, but the, the, the population isn't like that. Wait, really? Why? Because I just, I just be, like, we walking climbing. down the hall. Like, I'm trying to get from point A to point B. I don't be looking. Right. I don't think people get, like, bullied these days. Like, on, no, like in person. No in person. Online, yeah. Online, I've really seen that. Really, they make like whole accounts. Oh my god, there's this whole account that was made like. Well, there was this whole account that was made like before we went into lockdown, and they were like talked about like all the juniors, and they all posted something about us. They were like, blank, sucked blank, <laughs> and stuff like that. And oh, they would, shit. yeah, and they would post on like that. Seen, like, pages like I've that. I've seen like people like post like pictures of like you know, of like you know like the emo kid or like. Or like uh, furries, and they'll be like making fun of them. Oh no! Right? It's at our school. It it happens. Like it happened. I mean, it, it might be not now, but it did happen a lot. And mm. honestly, I don't see people like getting wedgies in the hallway. Obviously, but but our school does have fights. Like there's right. fights that happen at our Ugh. school. There was the beginning of the school year. There was like fucking like three hundred fights. Yeah, you remember that? Like it was the first day. It, it, it was, was a like fight. every week. Yeah, it was like every single day for like a whole like three weeks. There was a fight. 
girl, and it was never me because I know karate. <laughs> I was a white belt. I did karate for two weeks, and then my parents said this is too expensive. Girl, I said, oh. he watched he watched Cobra Kai for like three. Bye. Like, no, but I did. I did karate for the first two weeks when I came to America. I did karate for two weeks, free trial, and my parents realized how much it cost. They pulled me out. I said, oh, not the free trial. All right, and to wrap everything up, let's talk about our current mental health and. Are we doing okay? No. Oh, are we bye? Because you didn't let me finish my first sentence. I'm sorry. It was so quick with it, like no. <laughs> no. But no, seriously, like, are we okay? Fuck no. <laughs> no. I think we're a lot better off than we used to be because I think we know where to right. go when we need help. You know. I have to ask where do, where do you go when you need help or who to you who do you go to when you need help? <laughs> Stays I quiet. To... <laughs> I don't know. I like. <laughs> if you had to, if you had to go to someone, is it a friend? Is it a family member? Like who? Do, um, who would you go to? It's a friend. To? It's it's a friend. If I if I literally like needed to to like talk it out, it's this one. It's my best friend. Fucking love this girl. Here you um, go. Yeah, she's she's always been there for me, and it's like it's like it's the one person I go to. And it's we like, love okay. Beach Girl. <laughs> it's not Beach Girl, but <laughs> I'm joking, guys. I feel like it's been like a season joke where we're like we always talk about her, but we've never explained her. And we're gonna girl. keep it that way. Because gonna... my mom's at her house. My mom's at her fucking <laughs> house. Yo, we're never gonna explain that joke because it's better an inside joke. But her name just doesn't like beach yeah. girl. That's all you need to know. I fucking hate that bitch. I fucking hate that bitch. Really what happens at the beach stays at the beach. Stays at the beach. Let's go but to the no. beach. No, let's stay the fuck home because that was traumatizing for both of us. It was you walking around in the sand for three hours. It was so funny. <laughs> she said, "I don't want to do this mo. I don't want to do this mo." I said, "Girl, just do it." And you said, "And you said, and Sada being like, this is Sada being like, go, her name, go." No, Sada was so annoying that day. She was literally like, "Her name, you're such a big deal. Like, this is literally like teenage stuff." Like, and then I was like, "Girl." like stop sada like oh, you're you not are a teenager i know right you're like three years older than her let's slow down right like, but current mental health where do you go hold up i want to know where do you go <laughs> the grocery store <laughs> the grocery store <laughs> you oh. know you know mo's having a mental health day when he sends a video of him eating fucking like soup at no, yes <laughs> yes at you know you know i hit rock bottom and i'm eating soup from a white person's grocery store <laughs> right um, where do I go? I have. I also have a lot of really good friends. None in real life because I've dropped all my friends in real life except for one. <laughs> Most of them are just social media friends that I've become so close with the last two years mm-hmm. and I've built great bonds with. Like, I'm literally friends with people all around the globe because of social media and it's so cool. Like, I got friends right. all, over, all over the world and it's just, like, the best. And then... I think where do I go is I would talk to my friends. I mean, my sister and I are really close. So, you know, you guys know Summer. She was in an episode. So I talked to Summer. We love her. I've learned to come to myself. I've never done that yeah. before. Because before I would just hold it all in and just explode or, you know, just like freak out and have this really bad mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. But I learned that that wasn't healthy. <laughs> so I started talking to myself or like, you know, like Hold I'll up, just like. Because this just <laughs> popped up into my mind when you said you go to your sister. Oh, no. I remember the one time I went to my sister crying. No. She looked at me and she was like, what the fuck are you crying? Like, what is wrong with you? She's like, stop crying. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was, like, I was like, like hyperventilating, crying. And she was like, stop crying. You're being so baby. And I was like, you know what? I'm never going back to wow. fucking crying ever again. We talked about this in the episode with Susu. Yes, no emotions. We talked about this in Young and Horror. So- Ranim's sister has no emotions, y'all. She broke None. us when she told us about our grandfather's death. She broke it to us like it was literally just another day. And I know that she was obviously hurting and she was sad. But girl, you couldn't add like a little bit of like a tear? Like, guys, right, our but- grandpa passed away. It was, grandpa died. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Oh, I've seen her cry once. Once I've seen her cry. Really? I've yeah. never seen that bitch cry. When her oh, engagement ended. She cried? Yeah, at my house. In the basement, she was me and when because you know how our sisters both ended it the same day. 
She cried? Yeah, she came off. Oh, so me and her name sister, they both. We should cut this yeah. out. No, we should, we you don't want to talk about it? Out. She's not going to listen to like, this. Bitch. Girl, Actually, we don't have to cut it out. Never mind. Yeah, okay. girl, who cares? But no. But it was the time um, that both of our sisters ended their... I feel like this is healthy to talk about because it also shows how people deal with their depression. So both of our sisters, obviously... The two spectrums, Summer and Sada. Yes, literally. So Summer is extremely emotional. Sada is like not that emotional at all. So Summer will literally cry at like a dog breaking their leg. like Or like a dog just right. barking the wrong way or looking sad. But um, it, they both ended their engagement on the same day. And so Sada came over to our house. She was in the basement. And they just let it all hang out loose. They looked like drunk mid- middle-aged women talking about their divorce. I never okay? knew this. Yeah, I and, I was, and I walked downstairs. And I was just like, is Sada here? Because like, usually when Sada comes, she'll be like, Hamosh, I'm here. And so I'll go downstairs. <laughs> but I didn't hear her. And I saw her car outside from my window. And I was like, okay. So I walked downstairs. And I was like, I see her shoes. So I go to the basement and I hear crying. So I'm like tiptoeing to eavesdrop. And they hear my big ass go down the stairs. Bitch. <laughs> because, you know, I've got, I've got big footsteps. You hear me coming downstairs, bitch. My big old right. And so I walked downstairs and they're like, we hear you, Hamoush. And I was like, okay. So I went and I was like, why are you all crying? What the hell? And they were you like. You should have went in and said, Katie told you. Oh, my Janim, the way I completely erased that from my brain and you had to bring it back. I could have lived my whole life. I, my brain just deleted that trauma. It just got over it and you brought it all back. <laughs> no, but the way you had the perfect chance to say that and you did not fucking because oh, I don't I don't up. I think I just got over that trauma of Katie told George we don't should we get into that do we want to talk about that in the season finale <laughs> that sounds that sounds like that sounds like a next episode I went to the basement and they were all crying I was like okay we're gonna order some Chinese food and listen to some music and get over this so I ordered some Chinese right. food and they were just crying it all out and that was the first time I saw Sada emotional but we love Sada also if we anyone asks we never we were never talking about this because she's probably gonna beat me to death but it's okay we love you I really um, hope she does not listen to these. Yeah, I really hope she doesn't. Well, she especially okay. at the end, she's not scrolling all the way till the end. No way. Okay, let's just get into Katie told George because that one's a very quick story. It's just okay. Yeah, this quick. Is me, this is the root of me and Hamid's trauma. This is literally the root of me and Anim's friendship, our trauma. Oh my god, this goes all the way back. Like this, this is young and curious. <laughs> Katie told George okay, is young so and curious. Let's let's get a backstory. Let's I, set the scene. Me, let's set the okay, scene. Okay, wait. How many years? How many years? I'm two years younger, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm a This was 10 years ago. Senior. 10 years ago. This was 10 years ago. <gasps> yes. When I first moved here? I mean, yes. I was three years old. I was three years no, old. No, you're, you're five, babe. 10 years ago, you were five years old. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, are you, is your math okay? Like, is math okay? No, it's not. Okay, but anyways, I used to always force Hamed to play with, like, play, play, anything play toys with me it was like you know? it was like pretend life like we would like pretend right. life and i think we were in um sada's well, your old house did we you were share in both room? yeah we were in our we were yeah we shared a room we were you were in my room and we were playing oh my god and then we were i, I don't even know what we we're talking about we were just pretending to be like like in school or something and we we're like oh my god yeah did you hear like we were just pretending like as kids we we're just playing life and we're, we're talking like, oh about god. drama we were like we were like yeah fake drama oh that god. we were making up like oh my god did you hear like katie and then he was like, oh my God, did you hear George? And at the same time, you're we like, well, Katie told Katie George. Told George. And, and then, then at that same time. <laughs> these two fucking bitches. Walk in. And they're like, Katie told George. And we're like, you Oh my bitches. God. We were just like, you chitlin' eating bitches. What the fuck are you doing in our room? Right. And, they, and they would right. not let it go. For the next 10 years, they literally kept mentioning it. It was so funny. Every time annoying. they saw us, they were like, Katie told George. And we're like, shut the fuck up. We were literally And they would just like, make what, fun like, of us. We were like, like it's right. five and seven. Five and seven. 
Yeah, and we're like, bitches. Like, oh my goodness. They're so annoying. I think that was a great way to bring the whole season finale, like how it all started, the trauma, the inside joke of Katie and George. And you know what? (laughs) I feel like this podcast, the last season, has had so many memories. But but honestly, my favorite segment has been, what's your obsession? And I'm dying to say what my obsession is. So please, take us away. All right, guys. We're going to do what's your obsession. But we'll be right back after this short break. recently yes you guys you guys know that this is me and anim's favorite segment okay we've done episode after episode wow do we love talking about our obsessions we already kind of mentioned this cobra fucking kai Kai. it's so good you're but you're only on the third season i know but here's the thing i have never had a show that sucked me in this fast i'm not a show person it sucks you in so quickly i just love how like the episodes are like not too short but not too long and the plot just mm-hmm. keeps moving and moving but also like right. it takes you with it and it's just like such a good show like really and i was like saw it for the longest time like for the past four seasons i saw it like you have to everyone's like watch it watch it watch it and i was like eh, whatever and then i just like clicked it today i was like whatever let me just start it bitch three seasons later i'm in love i'm about to go watch it right now after this, this. Is, and this is why i called mo and he was like oh yeah yeah, like, yeah fucking looking psychotic and i was like mind you, you okay? i'm the one who's usually like Renee, we gotta we gotta film girl today i was like oh shoot we have the film <laughs> I, I was watching cobra kai <laughs> <laughs> no but i just finished watching the fourth season oh my god mo you're in for a ride oh the character oh. development that you will see is like holy shit i'm so excited i'm literally so excited honestly my favorite character right now and this this might catch you off guard but my favorite characters right now are the two moms the two moms miguel's mom and um oh. the girl's mom oh yeah there i love them Bobo I, because me. first of all they're just like so real like they're always there to just like solve mm-hmm. the problem it's no bullshit right. and i just love them so much like and especially um i couldn't miguel's mom. stand the both senseis i couldn't stand fucking i know both. they're being so I annoying like- no i could not stand the green the whatever his name crease the sensei oh, from yeah. who sensei started Cobra. Oh, fucking yeah. No. Ranim, Ranim, Ranim. Please, 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 Ranim, tell us, what is your current obsession? My current obsession is running away from my problems. <laughs> current? Is that an obsession or is that an addiction? Is that a problem? <laughs> no, but seriously, my current obsession right now is, it's um Emily in Paris. Really? Is it it's good? It's such a bad show. It's such oh. a bad fucking show but it's so good at the same time i saw um tan france who's like one of my favorite designers he posted on it on his story and i was like is that really good because i've seen people on tiktok say it was like a bad show no, it's not good it's just so bad that it's so good how did it get to netflix like how do those shows oh, get to netflix oh my god have you seen the hype house i want to watch yes <gasps> the hype house show i watched the first three episodes bitch it's a Hold whole up, lot why of nothing. are we promoting it why the fuck yeah. are you promoting it? <laughs> I know, right? It's a whole lot of nothing. It's a whole lot of nothing. It sounds like it. But Lorraine does confront Nikita Dragon about her blackface, and that was an interesting. Her. Episode. But first, hold on, y'all. We do What's Your Obsession, but since this is the season finale, and me and I don't, don't want to let you guys go just yet, we're going to talk and reflect about this season really quickly and just go through our favorite moments, and then we're going to let you guys go. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you guys some of my favorite moments from this season. I'll have to first of all start off by saying our episode with Ricky was so much fun. We just completely yes, so much fun. Um, and then I think my favorite episode was parenting and culture. Like that was probably my favorite episode I filmed that, with you. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. It was oh, it was, it was perfect. Favorite. It was really perfect. Like it was. we just. We're goofing around and doing exactly what we started Young and Curious we to do. We were in a silly, goofy mood. So. It was your mom walking in, girl. And it was Ranim. <laughs> I just, it was so funny because it's like, Ranim's mom like knows she's doing a podcast. But like, she like I don't think she My realizes. My mom did it again. Like, yeah. Today. She just like comes in. I think she literally thinks Ranim is going insane. and just talking to herself like for 40 <laughs> minutes straight like about My her mom, feelings. Did you not see it? My mom walked in. I was like, mom, you can't do this. And then she goes into the other room and our walls are like, paper thin and i could hear her say majanin which in arabic <laughs> translates to crazy <laughs> so she, called she, literally thinks we're insa- she thinks we're insane like we just talk to ourselves all right you guys season one relaunching it and everything has been such a fucking ride journey stressful such a roller coaster but it has been one of the best things that i've ever done so far in my life mm-hmm. and I cannot wait for what happens to Young Curious in the future. I really see like a bright future for us. And Raneem, thank you so much for being the best host. Of course. You've just been the shit, okay? Like really, this podcast is nothing without you. You are half. And seriously, we need to give you your kudos because you know what? This podcast is not half as interesting without you on the side of the screen. You make me more comfortable. You bring so much to the table. Seriously, I want you to see like how much you really bring to the table. Really, you are that bitch. So... Young and Curious is nothing without us both together. So thank you so much right. for all. Young and Curious is nothing without Moon. Thank you guys so much for just being with us, growing with us this season. and Listening to us rant. Fucking rant about Beach Bitch. Damn. <laughs> rant about Michael. Oh my god, Michael ranting about uh, psychotic bitches at my cousin's social working emergency room situation. Oh like. has been crazy with ups and downs and lots of technical difficulties but we wouldn't be here without you guys thanks for tuning into young and curious and until next time bye We love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. See you guys next season. And stay young and curious. (laughs) I'm going to cry.